and welcome to The Voice of Business, the monthly radio show and podcast of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. I'm Lena Teitelbaum, the Programs and Events Manager with the Gwinnett Chamber. This show is coming to you from the Subaru Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Each month, we feature and highlight businesses and business leaders that are members of the Gwinnett Chamber. And this month, we're excited to showcase some of our recent Moxie Award winners. Built for women who are bold in business, the Moxie Awards recognize women who are making it happening and joining us here today in the studio, we have our Moxie Award winner, Dr. Jan Joseph, the president of the Georgia Gwinnett College, our Influence Award winner, Assistant Chief Gail Higginbotham with the Gwinnett County Police Department, and our Pay It For Award winner, Linnea Miller, our founder and owner of Long Table. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So excited to have you, and it's good to see you again. Saw all of you in, on August 28th at our in-person event. We're so happy that you were able to make it. Thank you. Thank you. It's a wonderful you. event. Good. I, it was definitely a lot of fun hearing from our panelists, but again, being with people finally, right? Right. Yes. That was great. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely been um, a very weird year, but I think that event got a lot of women's morale up, especially our nominees and our finalists, and of course, our winners, right? Right. <laughs> Very good turnout, too. I was amazed. It yeah. was nice. It yeah. was. It was um, one, uh, apart from their Valor Awards, that was our second highest attended um, by just women from all over. We had some women from Atlanta come, which was really awesome. Um, we're trying to spread the love to everyone, so yeah. again, thank you all for coming. It was great. I think it, it speaks um, well to just the the great group of women and leaders that we have here in Gwinnett and how not only are is each, each person worthy of being celebrated but we love to celebrate one another so I think I think that was a testament to that so absolutely the whole point of that day was for women to leave empowered and mm -hmm. you know new mm -hmm. friendships or just catching up with old friends mm -hmm. and new connections so I think that that really was something that we achieved and hopefully 2021 looks a little different a little more people in the room <laughs> with less masks with less <laughs> masks <laughs> um, but we'll keep the hand sanitizer stations right yes. we, we can't go wrong with that um, I'd like to start with our first question um, Dr. Jan Joseph what did winning the Moxie Award mean to you? I was pleasantly surprised, um, but for me, what it really brought home to me is that I am in the right place at the right time in Gwinnett County. So get an honor like that to be recognized for my work um, as a leader in the community, it said to me that people were noticing my campus, they were noticing my engagement, and they appreciated what I was doing. So I was very surprised, very pleasantly surprised. And again, I'm still grateful that people notice that I try to engage in the community and to be a leader that everybody could be proud of. So again, thanks for, for the award and not sure who nominated me, but I'm excited and <laughs> grateful. Absolutely. What about um, you, Linnea? What did it mean to you? I was also just completely surprised I think just of course being um, included amongst the names of so many wonderful leaders in this community and so many of them even just being friends over the years we've developed these really great relationships and so I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for each person so I was truly surprised and I think my face was just kind of like I was just when they do the video you know mm -hmm. so um, but I think what what really made it 
extra special for me is that the whole reason that Longtable exists is to inspire and equip and to empower people to bring their contributions to the to, for the greater good, really. It's so that people can create these cultures of empowerment and opportunity for everybody. So I really could not even imagine a better category. I know you mentioned Pay It Forward. I was nominated in that category too, but I um, don't want to take that away from the person who won that category because I won the greater good. But that was um, just, there could not have been a, a, a more honoring um and more aligned award to, I think, what I feel like the mission and the purpose of the work that I do, both with my business and in, in public is. So it was just a tremendous honor. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. And last but not least, um, Assistant Chief Gail Higginbotham, how did you feel about getting the award? I think I was just in awe. Um, like y'all mentioned, there were so many awesome women and their stories and what they do in the community. It was all selfless acts. And one of the staff assistants came up to me the next day and said, you know, I saw your award. What did you think of that? And I was like, I, I don't know what to think. It, and she said, isn't it neat that they're they're showcasing your achievements? So it made me look at my life in Gwinnett County and the blessings that I've had. Gwinnett County Police have given me so many opportunities. I was able to get my master's degree, all the different special units that I was able to go to. I just just honored but I think it was the first time I really looked back at my career and went wow I I really have had a great career Mm. so it was just awe I was in awe that's amazing and I can attest to her career being amazing I used to work for Gwinnett County Police Department and she was actually my uh you were the training director training director so um she's very inspiring and someone that I definitely hold near and dear to my heart she also thank knows you. my husband yes um so watching her win that award was very special to me as well thank mm-hmm. you um we'll go on to our next question which is well it's happened already but how are you going to celebrate and how are you going to continue to celebrate the fact that you got mm-hmm. this amazing honor um until i guess our 2021 winners right yeah for, for me when i think about celebrating i shared the, the honor with my children um and special loved ones even people in Trinidad and um, everybody was just so excited to see me being recognized for my work and for basically my mission in life to, to just serve. Um, when I think about what I want to do for this award um, and it probably showed up in some of the, in the notes that I sent to people who sent me thanks was basically this. My promise from this award and in receiving this award is to stay worthy of the award. So mm-hmm. how do I make sure that if next year comes and another person, um, I go to, the, go to the ceremony and I see them get the award, I have to ask myself a question, could I still get the award this year? And for me, every year going forward, I want to be able to live up to the award. I want to be worthy of the award every year by reaching beyond anything I could imagine and say, how can I help? How can I support? How can I serve? How can I help my sisters and brothers? And how can I help people reach their potential so that they too could get awards? So for me, the award is not just for me, is to share with others, but Mm -hmm. for me personally, it is to remind myself, be sure that you are actually deserving of that award every day. 
I love that. That's so awesome. Linnea, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with Dr. Joseph on everything. And I just know even for my family and for my community, I, I just think that they, they, they also deserve recognition for that because I think that, and, and like the chief said as well, like the fact that our community celebrates um, these these women in leadership and these acts of service and even with the choosing of these different categories I just think that it's an incredible testament to this community but my husband actually bought me this necklace and it says love you can't see it on the radio but it says (laughs) love and and it was actually a celebration of this award because we have on our wall in our kitchen we have a sign that says it's a C.S. Lewis quote and it says love is choosing for another's highest good and so I think that this, with this Moxie, Moxie Award, it's about being for and fighting for the greatest good and choosing for another's highest good is truly love is what it is. And sometimes that looks like sacrifice. Um, and sometimes that looks like celebration and support. And sometimes it looks like challenge. And so um, balancing all of those things together for the greatest good uh, is a great, I think is really, it's what love is about. And so um, I'm grateful for this award. And it was a great way to celebrate and be reminded. And you have the reminder on your neck. If I you have it. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Assistant Chief? I think, uh, just like Dr. Joseph said, really to continue working in the community to stay worthy, um, that's exactly what it calls you to do. And in my position to be able to do the best for this community and make sure our police are the best police that we can be and just continue to move forward and look at where we've come from and where we need to be and just continue working on it every day because this community is so important to me and that's I mean that's why I work here um, is to be in that community and make a difference mm-hmm. and we appreciate that <laughs> um, our next question and we're gonna go this way around the table <laughs> um, is how are you empowering other women and this can be pertaining to let's say at your current where you're working how are you empowering women I think constantly encouraging those um, having that open door policy where anyone can come and talk to you you know when you're asked a question how did you get to where you are and I always tell them you give 110 percent this is what you do you be the person that everybody wants on their team that's what that's what what I did is tried to be that person that everybody wanted on their team so just encouraging them um, kind of guiding them as far as the police department goes what's smart for their career uh, to get well balanced to understand whether it's going to detectives and under, understanding the next part of not just going and responding to a call and writing a report but following through and investigating and find who the suspect is and building a case from the ground floor uh, encouraging them to do things like that and not just remain stagnant in their career mm-hmm. so I love that it's really good um, I love th- th- another quote it's leadership is stewardship um, Andy Stanley says leadership is stewardship and I just really think that our greatest power and opportunity to lend power that word empower means to lend our strength right to lend our power 
So the greatest way I think that we can do that is to steward what is within ours to, to steward. And whether that is um, our family, our children, um, you know, my girls have been a big part of this work and, and the reason why that I have stepped into the work that I've stepped into, into the leadership positions that I've stepped into, um, continuing to invest in students, um, like, like Dr. Joseph invests in students every single day. And in my small little area that I steward, I, I um, work with a group of high school girls. And so we meet with them every single week and just talk about what you were saying about just being authentic right and and living in that um state of being true to who you are and being humble and being wise but also being powerful in 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 your own identity and in your true identity and getting to that so and then in my work just um, I, I have some coaching groups. Part of what I do is I do training, but I also do coaching and I do small groups. And one of my coaching groups is actually a group of professional women. Um, most of us, I think all of us actually own businesses or we run businesses um, here in Gwinnett County. And meeting with this gr group and being really intentional about how we um, show up as, as our true selves, how we think about the way that we influence other people. It's just a tremendous, tremendous um, way that I feel like I get to empower others, but then I also always gain strength from that myself, so. That's amazing. Yeah. Dr. So, Joseph? Yeah, so I've been fortunate and, um, and have been asked on numerous occasions to either attend uh, professional development training for, for women, to speak, to serve on panels. And so those are always opportunities for me to share about my story and how I accomplish what I have accomplished so far. Um, but one of the things I try to do is to help people understand that you're not in this alone. And sometimes people are always looking for this sort of a magic bullet. Um, women would come up to me and ask me, how did you do this? How did you do this? And there's no one point that you could say, okay, at this point in your life, you should do this. At this point in your life, you should do something else. Um, so for me, how I try to empower women, how I try to empower other people really is to help them understand that they need to navigate their own story. And to do that, they really need to think about when they get up every day, what it is they want to accomplish that day towards the long-term goal. What it is you going into a meeting to do? So like for me, coming into this space today, I ask myself as I think and reflect on what I want to say, what am I going to see that's actually going to be helpful? Um, mm -hmm. That's going to expand people's understanding, people's knowledge, um, people's expectation of women as leaders. And, and why my big lesson would always be for myself every day is to stay humble, stay connected, mm -hmm. and to go into every space and value everybody equally. Don't go into a space and think that either you are the smallest person in the space or the biggest person in the space. Go into the space thinking, I am going to meet people and each of those individuals are going to bring value to my life and to my day. And then how am I going to add value to their lives and to their day as I uh, communicate with them? So I try to mentor people and I've had an opportunity to mentor lots of people. So like I have a few people right now mentoring and that goes from people who are in similar roles to me, leadership roles as deans and so. And then um, I'm also mentoring like a student as well. So I've always had at least two or three people that I've been trying to um, reach and pull 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And always I've been fortunate to have people reaching for me as well. Mm-hmm. So it really takes this sense of um, in giving you receive type stuff because I think in trying to support people and help them, I feel as if I get even more out of the experience at times So, because I get a chance to grow as I help others grow. So it's always about truly, truly paying it forward. And we talk about that in some ways and many ways actually we talk about it. But I ask people to think about it. How is it going to work when you have an opportunity? And how do you recognize that even as you are being a mentee, you have opportunities to help others as well. Um, Don't wait until you have it all to try to give some. You Mm -hmm. always have enough to give. I love that. That yeah. that that's deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love I love what Dr. Joseph is talking about because to me I think of, you know, this idea of um growing as a leader is climbing a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be conditioned to mm-hmm. be on the mountain. You've got to have the right tools to be on the mountain and and you've got to be healthy enough to yes. climb that mountain. But the goal isn't to be at the top of the mountain by yourself with your hands raised and say, oh, I summited the mountain. That's not the true leader. The leader's mm-hmm. not the one who summited the mountain. The leader is actually the Sherpa who guided the person up the mountain. So that Sherpa who also had to be even more trained and more healthy mm-hmm. and more conditioned and more adapted to those um, elements and the things that they were going to face in that mountain. They had to train from a young age, and it took waking up every single day and working on it so that you can help facilitate and guide someone else up the mountain. And I think that, that that's the ultimate goal for me is to be that Sherpa, to guide people, to empower them by guiding them up to the mountain and then hopefully to take their picture at the top <laughs> when they when they get up there. So yes. so that's the goal and I hear, feel like that's what I heard Dr. Joseph yes, describing. Absolutely. And it's just such a rewarding way to It's to a live. good way to live. For it, sure. It makes waking up very easy. Um, it makes waking up with a purpose very simple because you wake up knowing that um, here's an opportunity to do something that's going to impact your life and the people that you encounter in a positive way. Um, you know, I made decisions early in my life that if I, I'm going to talk, I'm going to say something good. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do, I'm going to do something right. You yeah. know, and always, always be present. Be present in every moment and think of ways that not just, I always talk, talk about my three Ps, about preparation and, and then presence as being the, the two big ones. Um, but you know, once you are prepared and you find yourself present in the moment, you have to participate. And participation is the give and take, mm-hmm. as we are doing here, where these three women, I think we are going to walk away better for the experience. And yes. you know, this is how you make lifelong friends, mm-hmm. just on these little radio programs. Yes. <laughs> yes. I vote this for that. Radio X, that is. <laughs> <laughs> make lifelong friends on Radio X. There you go. <laughs> Oh, cue the music. Hashtag. There you go. <laughs> well, that c- kind of got us into our next question, mm-hmm. which is about mentorship and who is that one person? Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes it's not just one, but I, just one that sticks out in your head that was that mentor for you, that person that guided you and, you know, that's still guiding you. Who, who is that mm-hmm. for everyone? Linnea, we'll start with you. Okay. Yeah. When I think about that, there are so many, so many women, I think Mm -hmm. specifically women, there have been um, male mentors as well. But in my life, I've been so fortunate to have women that have guided me and have truly mentored me and empowered me. But one of the 
primary ones who still is probably my North Star is my grandmother. And, you know, she was born and raised in um, Nazi-occupied the Netherlands. And so while she was a teenager, she was the age that my youngest daughter is now, and in those years um, of kind of um, middle school and high school and, and just as a young adult, they lived under Nazi occupation. And her best friend was sent to a concentration camp, and her house was bombed, and she couldn't go to school. And there were just so many things that um, they had to survive you know, and I think it was a difficult season, and it's really poignant to me that we're kind of in this season in the year 2020 where we just never know what's going to happen next, you know, and it just feels, sometimes it feels too heavy for us to carry, and, um, but then I think of my grandmother, and I think of how this was a chapter of her life, right. and it was a long chapter, mm -hmm. but it was in that chapter that she gained resiliency and humility and authenticity and peace and confidence and so I think that one of the reasons why she's still such um, a mentor to me in my life now is because she never loses that peace she's never worried about what's going to happen she has clear eyes and she just knows that it's about who you are and how you show up to life that really matters not what's happening around you because some of that will and some of it will not be in your control and so she has just been such a great guide for me um, and I just have always felt such belonging to her and so I hope to be able to offer that um, I'm actually a grandmother now so I hope to be able to offer that what my grandmother has given to me um, to my grandson and any future grandchildren that I have so that's great. And what what a story. You know, mm -hmm. we 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 can compl we complain about wearing a mask and having to stay in and then right. you have stories like that of that right. were like I'm like could we survive something mm -hmm. like that? Right. Right. Um, so that's really awesome. Um what about you, assistant Gail? Um I think uh like you said in my career there's been mentors seen and unseen. I think there was probably those that were cheering you on from behind the scenes that you didn't even know existed. Sure. Uh, and for me, you know, getting uh, certain positions and assignments, special assignments, there are probably people I didn't even know that were helping me and guiding me. Um, but life in general, both applied for professionally and personally, has to be my mother. She's just grounded, a Christian woman. Uh, she taught me ethics. She, uh, one of her favorite sayings is, caught, not taught. Mm -hmm. Just watching her as I grew taught me ethics, taught me morals. Um, just a, a wonderful woman with that base. She never put boundaries on me. I think when I called her from college and said, I've joined the volunteer fire department. She didn't say, you're a girl. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, she just always, oh, I can see you doing that. All right, go. <laughs> and then the next step would be a police officer. She never put boundaries. And she didn't say, you can't do that because you're a girl. Um, she just always behind me 100%, mm -hmm. always an encourager, um, that moral compass, you know, when you need it. Mm -hmm. And that goes with both personally and professionally. She didn't, uh, she was a stay-at-home mother. Um, I lost my father to cancer. Um, he was only 46. Mm -hmm. So she had four kids that she had to propel into wow. our lives, you know. Uh, so she did a marvelous job doing that. Uh, we grew up quick. Um, but we were able to survive because of the way they lived their lives uh, so just life lessons there um, just uh, just a great woman and I'm glad that she's part of my life 
and that uh, I say mama says all the time I'll, I'll quote things that my mother taught me in life so it's neat uh, and I think Chief McClure at the Moxie Awards talked to her and he goes she says that all the time mama said <laughs> you know so life lessons from my mom and she was there cheering her on as she got she her was. award yes she was <laughs> yeah, I remember meeting her yes yes ma'am mm-hmm. Dr. Yeah. Joseph you know um it's really interesting how, as women, other women influence us so much, and invariably mothers, you know, because I was going to talk about the importance of my mother, but I want to highlight two types of mentors and two types of people who contributed. First, I really want to acknowledge, because I too was going to speak of the importance of my mother in a, in a different way to, to, to my um, colleagues here, but certainly as a person who was really driven. What I learned from her is um, the importance of opportunity and people giving you a chance to be successful. Um, Because she was born in a place, in a time, in a country, in a space that didn't allow for her. And I look back on this woman who was my mother, long gone now, and I realized that everything that I have accomplished, she would likely have accomplished more Mm -hmm. given the same circumstances. Mm -hmm. But she pushed me and my siblings to achieve what she couldn't. And one of the most difficult things to give is something you don't have. Mm. So to try to find a way to propel your children or your family or friends or anybody to accomplish more than you have is an amazing task. Mm -hmm. So when I reflect on how she fought for her children's education, that she didn't have herself, I can't help but be in awe of her recognizing. And of course, my colleagues do always laugh at all my sayings. My mm-hmm. mom used to say, <laughs> I have all these, and I'm always teaching them Trinidadian right. expressions and stuff because it would come out of my mouth and they'll go, huh? And then I have to explain. So I want to first acknowledge um, my mother, but I want to bring on something a little bit different to the table on this idea of mentorship and support for women. And I, I, I seek opportunities to say this um, because as women, we don't always get the opportunities or sometimes we don't think that we should take opportunities in a forum about women to acknowledge men. Mm-hmm. But um, my husband passed was pivotal to my success. And without his undying support um, to this last breath, I couldn't accomplish what I have accomplished, mm-hmm. his support mm-hmm. for me. My three sons have been amazing mm-hmm. and supportive for me, and I want to acknowledge those four men. My brothers, I want to acknowledge them too for supporting me and helping me as a child. But then in my professional life, I want to acknowledge that every single position I've gotten in higher ed, when I was hired as an assistant professor, as a, a program director, as an associate dean, as a dean, as an executive vice chancellor and a president, in each case, I was hired by a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the question then becomes, if women have potential, and going back to the points that we heard before, and men have power, how do we as women help them understand how they could empower, how they could share that power, Mm -hmm. and still recognize that we can be equal partners with them in leadership. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want us to reflect on as women, is to find opportunities not just to mentor women, to support fellow women, but 
whether we're mothers to raise sons, whether we're wives to speak to husbands, whether we're colleagues to speak to male colleagues, but use opportunities to help men empower and support women because they have power in places that we don't have. And they have to learn that sharing it with us is good for everybody. Mm -hmm. yep. And there's no competition here. There's just, when you take half of the brain power of the world and you put it in a, in a, in a corner for hundreds if not thousands of years, just think of where we would advance if we had used the brain power that women mm -hmm. carry. Mm -hmm. Our brains are equally created, equally evolved, equally however you choose it to come to be as men. And yet, we don't get to speak, we don't get to act, we don't get to share, we don't get to serve, we don't get to lead. So men have to share power. And they have shared it with me, and I would not waste it. Yes. <laughs> so it reminds me of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? She said, women belong in seats where decisions are made. And, yes. and, and really, it just goes back to not leaving anyone's contribution on the table. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you said it earlier, Dr. Joseph, about how showing up and whoever you are with has something valuable to offer. Absolutely. And when we learn to treat one another as men and as women, as colleagues, as, you know, just as like that person that is sitting across the table from me mm -hmm. has value that mm -hmm. no one else can provide because it's unique to that person and their contribution really matters. And then looking at who's not at the table mm -hmm. and saying, how do we, I mean, it's, my company is called Long Table because it's about extending that table and saying, who's not here? Who needs to be invited to the table? Whose contribution are we not hearing from that we really need needs? And for a long time, I think that um, this world has missed out on the contributions that women have to offer and have to bring that are unique in law enforcement, especially in higher ed, in government. I mean, the fields that we, that we all serve in, but now we're here, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's not just us, but it's bringing that contribution and becoming champions for elevating the status of every single person to be able to bring that contribution, I think just as truly um, is what makes the world a better place. And it truly is because of the work of women like all three of you that women younger like myself, millennials, <laughs> um, are able to reach for those um, government positions police positions, higher mm -hmm. ed, right? Because mm -hmm. where we, we used to, you know, we, we didn't grow up with the, you can't. We grew up with a, yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're the only girl in the room? Good. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and that's something that's awesome because if that's something that was instilled in me, I wonder what the, you know, the generation being born right now, how awesome are they gonna be, right? Yeah. They're able to see all the time now where, um, going back to RBG, just the picture that's been, you know, may her rest in peace, um, the picture that's been going around about her being the only person in her law school that was a female. Right. And mm -hmm. I know someone in this table that was the only person in her police academy yes. that yes. was a female. <laughs> yeah, um, It's those onlys that um, are very important and pivotal to um, the empowerment of women. But what I would ask your generation, though, as you, you know, our grandmothers probably were outside, the hall, and then some of us look through the window or through a door came in, or came in. And as your generation get to sit in the room, I ask that you all do not forget what right. people sacrifice for that. Because right. I think sometimes even my generation, I don't know, 
or maybe a little bit younger than me, um, forget the sacrifices that women before us made right. so that we could have this conversation. Right. And so I would ask for the millennials in particular to not take for granted um, because these types of gains are lost so easily. These things are slippery slopes, so yeah. So I started police work 25 years ago and I had to come to Metro Atlanta honestly to get a job as a female in law enforcement it was just it was not going to happen in mm -hmm. rural georgia mm -hmm. um so there were places that had are some women that had already paved that way even for me and i and i thank them for that because mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i ha i was held back at gwinnett county police department never felt held back by being a female thanks again to gwinnett county and i've got to give a shout out to my brother He's two years older than me, and his last birthday card, I think I wrote in there, thanks for giving me the grit in my gut, because he did, you know, and he empowered me, and he was a mentor to me. He said, it, life may be tough, but we're tougher. You know, we were going to forge whatever we needed to do, uh, especially after my father passed. He just kind of took me under his wing, and he said, come on, we're doing this. We're doing this life, and we're going we're gonna to succeed. Uh, so... Kudos to my brother, my mentor also. Hey, can't forget all of them. No. Um, it looks like we won't have time for our last question, but that's not a big deal because we got some amazing questions um, that we spoke on. I do want to end by letting you all kind of um, give a little shout out to your organization and just telling um, our listeners like where they can find you or your organization and how they can get a little more involved. Um, so, Dr. Joseph. Well, as the president of Georgia Gwinnett College, I am the chief cheerleader and you can find all about us at www.ggc.edu just put in just type in georgia gwinnett college and we come up um relatively easy um we are very diverse campus um more than twelve thousand students uh we feel very proud of the work we do we are an access campus and we are here to serve we are here to help and we have small classes and engage community so come on down visit our website do a virtual tour, do a real tour. We're waiting to see you. It's very good. So as the president of Longtable, you know, I mean, the idea is if, we, if you want to do with your business, with, with your family, with your team, if you want to do the work of creating a culture of inclusivity, of empowerment for your teams, for people that are in your life, look us up you know we can help with that and um, my website is longtableconsulting.com or my email is linnea at longtableconsulting.com and like dr joseph I, I i like to think i'm a big cheerleader a big cheerleader for um just for people in general but i also think for the city of swanee so i got to give a shout out to my city because um, i love being a cheerleader for the city of swanee and so always welcome everybody to come bring your contributions to the city of swanee <laughs> And of course, Gwinnett County Police Department, if you're interested in being a law enforcement officer, this is the place to come. We're gonna give you the best training. Um, uh, commissioners, um, Chair Nash always says, we're the best police department in the universe. And uh, <laughs> of course I agree, I've worked here 25 years and I do believe we have the best professional and the best trained. Also, if you're a citizen and you just want to learn about the police department, we have a Citizens mm -hmm. Police Academy. So reach out to us and uh, join one of our Citizens Police Academies to learn a little bit more about your police department. 
Well, thank you all for being here. This has been the Gwinnett Chamber's monthly radio show and podcast, The Voice of Business. You can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting thebusinessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking The Voice of Business. The show is available on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our future shows. Until next time, I'm Lena Teitelbaum, and you're listening to The Voice of Business on Business Radio X. (music) 